Welcome to Scale with Virtual Assistants, where we explore how to get support from virtual assistants so that you can grow your business and have a life. Welcome everyone. Today we're going to be talking about specifically LinkedIn and what a virtual assistant can do to help you outsource your LinkedIn, um, but so that you don't sound like a spammer. Now we are joined by Jo Saunders from Wild um, Fire Social Media Marketing. She is uh, an engaging LinkedIn expert that supports thought leaders, experts and consultants to really harness LinkedIn to put their message out there and get clients. So welcome, Joe. Hello, Carmen. Thanks for having me. Now, anyone who's been following me for a while knows that LinkedIn, I think LinkedIn's pretty amazing. But tell me, why do you think people should be using LinkedIn? Well, number one reason to use LinkedIn is Google. You know, even because a lot of people think, oh, I'm not on, I don't want to use LinkedIn. My clients aren't on LinkedIn, but everybody's using Google. Well, I say everybody. I mean, uh, a, a small fraction might use Bing, but it still applies. It, um, search engine. So LinkedIn's got a great relationship with Google. So, I mean, uh, if you Google my name, Joe Saunders, you're going to see my website hopefully first, and then my LinkedIn profile and or LinkedIn page will come up second. You know, so it helps you with your Google footprint. So it doesn't matter whether you're using LinkedIn or not, or your clients are using it. They're using Google. They may find, hopefully they'll find multiple things, but if they click on your LinkedIn profile and your profile's out of date, uh, there goes your first impression. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a really good um, point because yeah, you know, when you Google someone's name, it's often their LinkedIn thing that comes up first. So it's got a really high domain authority. Um, mm. Joe, I remember my first ever virtual assistant was helping me on LinkedIn. So I was a baby business owner. I knew nothing about business. I was coming from the healthcare world, and I decided I'll do some healthcare consulting. And um. I was putting myself out there on LinkedIn through my virtual assistant for a while. And then I got this call from this director who I used to work with, who I swear I hadn't spoken to since leaving. And she goes, oh, we've got this new director who come and you've never met in this organization. And there's this problem that I, that I, I think you can solve for her. So I went in and had this meeting. It was a $60,000 gig. Like I, I just couldn't believe myself as a baby businesswoman. I'm like, oh my goodness. And so this is all down to LinkedIn. I, she wouldn't have called me otherwise. She wouldn't have known what I was doing. Mm. And your, your profile must have been pretty good to get that gig because, you know, first impressions count and credibility is super important. So, yeah, you know, if, so if it was. the profile and the content that this person would have mm. seen and, yeah. and obviously we're all connected on LinkedIn. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's all those things. And to this day, like LinkedIn, even for our um, more established business now, is still a major source of leads. Uh, mm. So it's pretty amazing. Well, it's also not only is it good for Google visibility and LinkedIn visibility, it validates referrals. Like a lot of people I work with, most of their business might come from word of mouth referrals. Hmm. So, but if if you if you recommend someone and I don't know them, I'm going to Google them. Or yes. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm likely to go to LinkedIn first, but most people Google <laughs> LinkedIn comes up, and then I'm going to validate what you know that person is, who the per, you know the person recommending said they are. So yeah. it's super important just for you know credibility building and, and authority, which is what would have happened with that gig that you got. Yeah. Someone recommended yeah. you, and they're going, "Yep, this person's the right person." Yeah. Yeah, and I. Also 
also think it actually accelerates referrals. I had this example where someone said, hey, Carmen, do you know someone who does X, Y, Z? And I was thinking about it and like really wanted to help this person. I'm like, no, no, I don't know anyone who does X, Y, Z. The next day I got on LinkedIn and I saw someone who I knew that did X, Y, Z, but didn't come up when I was thinking of it. And so then I was able to connect them. So it accelerates referrals. Yeah. And it's it's funny how, um, you know, you're talking about something and it just appears, law of attraction. It's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. So LinkedIn, um, Joe, as you can tell, Joe and I, I think we think is pretty amazing. But the other thing we agree on is you shouldn't be doing it all yourself. So, um, you know, it, it you, you keep your own um your own content, you like, you keep your goodness, but you should get support with the other stuff. So today, Joe's going to share with us how you can get support from a virtual assistant to do some of the other stuff on LinkedIn so that you can get the message out there. You can get people validating you and going, yeah, she's a bit all right. I might do a call with her. Um, and, and you can get those leads coming in, but you don't have to be spending hours and hours a day on it. Well, that's it. I mean, I do know people that do spend hours and hours a day. But if you're if you're say in a large organization in a business development role, you might spend half your day on LinkedIn because it's valuable. But if you're a consultant, you know, you're you're a, a very small micro business with maybe a couple of VAs on your team, and you're delivering the client work. You you, you know you can't you don't have that time. You don't have that luxury of just baffing around LinkedIn and, you know, networking and socialising. So it's working out how to do it effectively. Now, something I have to share first, Just this yeah. is just me doing my risk, you know, my disclaimer. Um, you know, if you've ever read the LinkedIn user agreement, I read it often because of what I do, <laughs> just to make sure I'm, I'm complying or checking out where the grey areas are because I'm, I'm not a, a rule follower, just blindly follow rules. I mean, gosh, if you see my hairstyle, my hair colours and my choice of dress, um, yeah, I'm not a rule follower by any means. But I also need to know what the risks are because every, every client I work with has a different risk profile. So do have a look at the user agreement. And one of the things it does say is someone else is not supposed to log into your LinkedIn account. But here's the thing. It's, it's about they don't want someone automating and like being hands-off and automating that's not going to work anyway. It's not how we build relationships. But think about a large CEO of a, you know, a massive company. They're busy. You know, their PA is doing a lot of things for them, including LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, so it's that whole risk, like I said, risk um, analysis. But um, I don't see a problem with getting people to do things for you where they're following a process that you would do yourself. They're just doing it for you. So, yeah. but do read the user agreement and think about your risk profile before you jump in because it, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a great, a great um, uh, word, word of warning. It's, it's <laughs> technically breaking the rules, but everyone's doing it. So um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, where where you can get flagged by LinkedIn is, is when you're, and this is what the the marketers. I mean, that's just why I don't call myself a marketer. I mm. say the marketers in inverted commas. Um, the ones who are growth hacking and automating, they're going high speed, hands, you know, low touch. Um, automation tools and that's what LinkedIn is looking for that sort of stuff and that's what gets you blacklisted yeah. but having someone log into your account here and there and doing things in a way that you would do them it's more organic um, I don't see that as a massive problem uh, but do be you know do be wanted to come and said it's it is it is technically breaching the user agreement but sometimes you need help and LinkedIn don't find have a way for someone to manage your account not like a page where you can make someone an admin of a page you can't make someone admin of your profile so they have to log in so, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
All right, so putting the technicality aside, <laughs> let's talk about all the good things virtual assistants can support you with on LinkedIn. And so the first area is branding and setup. What does that mean, Joe? So if you think about your profile, you know, you might you might have, you know, had it had it professionally written um years ago. I, I actually used to do that myself and I don't offer that service anymore. I I, do, I work with clients rather than doing it for them. Mm. Um but you know, there are some great people that do this. Now, once again, they may log into your account and update your pro- profile for you. You know, technically, breach of use agreement, but you have to do it in order to update the profile. But your VA could do some of that for you. So it might be giving your a profile a refresh. Maybe you've you've just won an award, or you've got a new credit an accreditation. Um, I don't know, a new service, new headshots, all that sort of stuff. So keeping your profile fresh is really important, and your VA could do that for you. Now, obviously, you'd be doing it together. I mean, you wouldn't just go here. You go go and do it. Um, you know, they might update your copy on your about section, for instance, um, you know, that they, they might uh, follow a framework, but get you to review it before it goes live, because they may use a word that's not a word that you would normally use. So you want to sort of, I would call it if I was talking to you, Carmen, I'd say, get your VA to do it, do the, you know, the draft and then Carmenize it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, insert your name, eyes at the end um, and make it sound like you and the big tip with your profile is it should be written in first person. LinkedIn recommend yeah. it as well. And the biggest giveaway that someone's written your profile is when it's in third person. Mm. If someone writes it, because naturally, if I'm going to write about you, Carmen, I'm going to talk about you in third person because I'm not you. So get your VA to write as if they are you, which is yes. then when you edit it, make sure it's still you. Um, yeah, and that goes across LinkedIn, content, um, anything about yourself, um, first person. Um, now, with with um, your profile as well, if you think about the content, and it depends on the skills of your virtual assistant, because you know if 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 they're the, if they're not strong on writing, then think about if, well, right now. I've been looking at a lot of these AI tools. There are some amazing tools out there. You could actually get your virtual assistant to use an AI tool to write your profile. You know, they put in the um, the criteria, or even put your current one in and tell them to rewrite it and include blah blah. You know, X Y Z. And then that's your draft that then you edit because editing something is much quicker um, than writing from scratch. So that could be a VA's job to just update content. Um, So always be, I guess, feeding this information to them. The other is graphics as well, branding. So, you know, your profile photo, if you like me and change your hair color every every other week, um, (laughs) you know, it it can get busy. so what I what I do to kind of get around that is my background image includes a few photos of me with different hair color. Mm. Now, if I suddenly add a new, new color to the mix, like green, I've actually never done green. Um, I would then get my virtual assistant to you know update my banner image, uh, my background image, and put a, a photo with green hair in there, just just to show I'm pretty colorful. So yes. you know you might have published a book or won an award, then you want to put that into that image. So making sure your branding is up to date Uh, because once you've you know your visual branding it doesn't have to be once you know once it's done it's not done Uh, think about end of year you might have a um, a message about when you're closing down you might be taking a few weeks off over over the break or maybe you're um, you've launching a new product or you're road testing something and you want to put that you you can you can use it to promote things and communicate and that's that's something a va can do you know using tools like canva which i love canva and just aside, I mean, Canva just this week have released this new AI component uh, where you can, I was doing it last night. I wrote a love letter to my husband using Canva AI. It's such, it was so funny. And I created a video, which is actually on my LinkedIn profile today, the video of the love letter to my husband, when I was talking about AI and LinkedIn content, I mean, having a bit of fun, but you can do so much. So your LinkedIn profile, put it into Canva. 
it's the one it's the one-stop shop <laughs> that's amazing i didn't know canva had that might have to have a plane brand new like i said i was i was watching um i was just on youtube last night and this um, update came up from one of the um sort of canva experts sharing this brand new tips so i thought oh I'm going to do that. So, yeah, give it a crack. Um, the other thing a VA can do, now, once, again, once again, depending on their skill set, if, if they're really skilled at video editing. So on your LinkedIn profile, behind your photo is a video. You can have an intro video. Now, there's so many things you can do with this video. It could be a piece to camera. It could be an animation. It could be a voiceover images. So one example, it's one of your clients, um, Jürgen. Mm. Um, and feel free to put his link in the, in the comments. He's got a fantastic video. And I said to him, because he's, he's one of my clients too. I was working with him. I said, I love your video. I love your video. Um, who did it for you? Because um, I gave him some instructions on the video. Go create a video. This is what you can do. And he did it instantly. I thought, he's onto it. Um, it was his virtual assistant that did it. And she was she's amazing. So she's got great skills. And it's it's lots of photos of him and voiceover. Yeah. Uh, it's a great example of how you can create a video without you being in the video directly. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll, I'll add a link to Jürgen's profile so you can check out his video. Um, you were speaking about the cover photo. So for um, people listening, when you look at a, the LinkedIn profile, you've got the mm. profile photo, which is a circle. And then behind that, you've got a rectangle cover photo. And whenever I see any clients come through without a cover photo, I'm like, First thing, like whenever I look at a profile with I add a cover photo, I just don't take it seriously. So Joe's talking about how she updates hers all the time with a different hair color. If you don't have a profile photo, go uh, a profile. Um, what do you call it? A cover photo. Well, it's got. It's got a. It's a background it's like, image. It's like technically, one of being like looking a bit respectable on LinkedIn. I don't know if you agree, Joe. Oh, absolutely. Because if you've got that standard image, which is like a grey blue kind of yeah. default, it's like you bought a photo frame and of that stock standard family, and you've left them in it. Is it rather yeah. than putting your own family in, like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and and the other bugbear I have, Joe, when I see it on someone's profile, I'm like, go get your virtual assistant to fix it. Is when their business, if so, if you scroll down their profile and you see their experience and you see their current business, it doesn't have the little picture of their business, their their yep. business logo. And the way to get that is to get your virtual assistant to create a company page and then link it to your personal page. And yeah. so, like, that's one thing. If I see that in anyone's profile, I just like it just puts me off. So. <laughs> Like that, they're my two bugbears. <laughs> and just a side one with, with company pages, because if, yeah. if you're a consultant or an individual, you might think, ah, oh, what do I need a company page for? It's yeah. another thing to manage, another place to put content. You don't need to put content on it. But for branding purposes, Karma said, you want your logo, because you can't add the logo to your role, put it there. Also, that company page is indexed by Google. So if yeah. someone's looking for your business name, your profile and the company page should come up. That's great, yeah. So, and, um, yeah. Uh, you know, you said you don't need to put the content on the company page. Um, so for everyone listening, the company page doesn't get that many views in terms of content. Um, so my team posts every day on my personal profile, but I think they post like once a week on the company page. So just so if someone lands there, they see we're active. Yeah, and I'll, that's to be. And I'll, I'll give you my secret. Um, I, I do post on my company page because that's you know because what I do. It's yeah. all scheduled. I use yeah. scheduling tools um, and sometimes it's rehashed from previous. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's all there, but because um, it shows that I'm active, it shows I'm, I'm talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. So branding and setup, anything else you'd like to say about what a virtual assistant can help you with before we move on to the next section? 
Even just going through and doing an audit of your profile every so often. Um, like I've got a LinkedIn profile blueprint, which I'm happy to share with anybody who'd like it. Um, and then you can get your VA to use it as a checklist to go through. Have you got this? Have you got that? Things like your profile URL. Have you customized it? Or have you got the, you know, um, you know, Joe Saunders, ABC123. Looks unprofessional. <laughs> Once again, you have, have you got a profile photo? Is it public? Number of people that um, that's a have, that's an important one, yes. Because when your VA checks, get them to check from their account. Because if or even just do an incognito search in Google. Because when you see it from the outside in, it might be the. I, I say you're wearing a bag on your head when you haven't got a profile photo. It's like networking with a bag on your head because no one can see you. Um, <laughs> but you won't know that unless you check your settings. So get your yeah. VA to check your settings. Is it public? Yeah. Uh, you know, are all, are the sections complete? You know, and particularly any new features. Are there new features to to add in? And the other one is, and, and this is a bugbear of mine, um, is contact info. Making sure that you've got your email address and phone number in there for your connections. Because I, you know, when you're on the app, I can call you directly from your your profile. Mm. If you've got the phone number in there, it just makes it so easy. Um, so just making sure like it's, you know, it is your your email address in your business now, not your job five years ago or yes. your personal email like sexypants at hotmail.com. Don't have that public, <laughs> seriously. That's going to damage your reputation. <laughs> that's, less that's, that is. that's a different audience, people. <laughs> totally. So just make sure. And, and also the other bugbear, just while we're talking, profile photo. Make sure it's a professional. I don't mean a professional as in you, you've bought, you know, paid a fortune for a professional photographer. Although that is where the, you know, the value is because you are your brand and you're worth it. Um, so, and professional photographers make you look good and they don't have to be super expensive. But make sure it's professionally themed. I mean, even doing a selfie on your phone, don't have your arm in the photo. Seriously, that's not no good. Put it on a little selfie stick tripod, lean it against a bookshelf, use the three second or the 10 second timer on your phone and then sit. Um, yes. You know, it's and new phones. I mean, you've got the portrait emoji can actually make it look pretty good. I was interviewed recently for the business news um, about emojis on LinkedIn. Mm. And the um, author said, do you happen to have a photo with you in some sort of emoji? And I racked my brain. I'm going, well, no, I don't. But I've got an emoji cushion, cushion here. So I, I use my iPhone um, portrait mode on my selfie stick, took a whole heap of photos where, you know, with a self-timer thing. Um, I'm holding my cushion, pointing, smiling. Um, and then I found the one I liked, sent it to her. That went, it was a half paced picture. So it was, it was huge. But my point is your phone is pretty good. So, yeah, you know, so put some effort into it. your profile picture. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't have, um, you know, a party, a party photo for the weekend. We've got a glass of bubbles, a hat. If you've been at the Melbourne cup or whatever you're into, Fancy hat you never wear, no. Um, or a wedding, like guys in bow ties and cummerbunds. Oh, my bugbear is like people with their partner. Yeah, uh, or stray arms that just kind of sit on the shoulder that you've been cut off. <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like you've got a spider sitting there. <laughs> just, no. Oh, awesome. So there are things not to do. Um, so um, take a nice, you know, a couple of nice photos and get your virtual assistant to pop your, your um, new profile image in. Sometimes people change profile images just to keep it fresh. You can also get your virtual assistant to do that too. So that's branding and setup. And Joe's got a yeah. whole bit more information. We'll put a link to Joe's um, website so you can grab her uh, resource as well. So the next thing is content. What can a virtual assistant do to help you with content on LinkedIn? This is the big one. And this is this is the one that's very easy to outsource. Now, what it depends on how you run your business, though. So if if you are your business, people want to connect to you, they want your voice. So the content needs to be your voice, but you don't necessarily have to put it all together and publish it. So uh, I always, always ask my clients when I'm working with them, you know, do you like to speak or do you like to write? 
Hmm. Because it's going to be one or the other. You can't not like either of them. Hmm. Um, so if you prefer speaking, then speak to your virtual assistant, speak to your phone, your VA then can transcribe it. Um, or maybe using a transcription tool, they can pull pieces from that. They can take the video, they can chop it up. Because um, you don't actually have to use the video. If, if you're terrified of video and you feel like you look really awkward or, you know, you haven't done your hair or whatever, use the audio, use that, the words to put into other things. But, you know, if you if you take the, you know, take a little bit more effort. I'm not talking about getting your hair done by, you know, getting a makeup artist in. Just most of my stuff's done on the fly. Chuck, chuck on some lippy. That'll do. Um, yeah, and then video. So give that to your VA, they can spice it, you know, uh, splice it up, brand it, top and tail it, and then turn it into Sony piece of content. Um, yeah, so, but if you prefer to write, then write and give that to your VA. They can make that into a video. They can turn it into images. I mean, like I said, Canva, one-stop shop. You can do so much with Canva. You know, I mean, you take, you take, you take your video, um, each frame becomes an image. You turn it into a PDF document, which becomes a document post, which is one of the most powerful posts you can do on LinkedIn because um, when you do a document, it's called, yeah, it's called a document post. Um, it's a PDF. It's kind of like a carousel. Um, it, it's really good for holding attention, which is great for the algorithm because people are clicking through sideways rather than down. Um, so it's, yeah, going through all the content that, that you can um, share. But also with the, with the VA, you've got the actual content production, content editing, content planning, maybe having a, a monthly brainstorming session where they ask, you know, you've got a framework for this. They're asking you questions to capture things because sometimes you can be so busy in your business, you forget what's going on. Where are the personal stories? Where are the analogies? What clients have you worked with that are super happy? You know, testimonials, all that sort of stuff they could be picking up from. Almost interviewing you with a framework um, because the thing that works really well on LinkedIn, which might be a bit surprising, is personal content. Hmm. But I don't mean personal just for the fun, like, oh, look at me, I'm here on the beach in my bikini. So what? Uh, oh, I'm at this lovely restaurant having a meal. So what? It's got to pass a so what test. So, you know, if it was a, um, a video of you on the beach doing a cartwheel, like I said, I'm yeah. sure I've seen it on LinkedIn, Carmen. Yes. But if I that's an analogy, yeah, and I, was, I think I was impressed by the cartwheel, thinking, gosh, I wonder if I could still do a cartwheel. I don't know. <laughs> Must try it. Um, but if, if you've got a video of you doing something fun, something non-business, and that's an analogy, people connect to that because they want to know the person behind the business. So I share a lot of personal content, but it's, it has to be personal with purpose. Yes. So giving that to your VA, you retain your brand, you retain your voice, they're just publishing it for you and they're spinning it into Sony pieces of content. So like I said, you've got planning, you've got production, you've got um, then the publishing side of things so they can publish for you because you're actually publishing. That's not a good use of your time. No. So no. two ways to publish. You've got scheduling tools. Um, I use Agora Pulse. I'm one of their partners. I love Agora Pulse and it works well with LinkedIn. But the only bugbear with that is some of the functionality doesn't work when you schedule, like the app mentioning. It doesn't translate. But um, a couple of weeks ago, LinkedIn, uh, uh, well, that started rolling out scheduling for profiles. And if you haven't got it yet, it's coming. I've been trying it out. It's fantastic. Ooh. And you've got all the functionality. It's not for all the types of posts, but um, you can schedule text, images, video. Um, you can't schedule polls yet. Um, but it's all coming. Scheduling yeah. articles is coming, you know, awesome. but right, right now your VA could be putting a LinkedIn article together, saving in draft, you review and edit it, say yes, uh, publish, and then they publish at the time you'd like it published until that, that's coming. So yeah, content is a, is a massive area of LinkedIn for um, using a virtual assistant. Yeah, and I yeah. love your view on content and, and I, love, I love your branding as well um, uh, because sometimes people come and say, oh, I want my virtual assistant to do the content for LinkedIn. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
that's not going to be as effective. Uh, how I see it, how I do it, and I think by the sounds of it, how you do it, Joe, is we create our own core content. So we record our own video, write our mm. own core writing or, or, or speak it so it can be written down. Mm. Um, and then how I see it, the virtual assistants sexy it up and distribute it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's still it's still like the Carmen essence or the Joe essence. They're still yeah. seeing a little bit of our craziness um, and and seeing our point of view. Um, but we're, we're just – so like after this discussion, just say I get inspired by our chat, which I'm sure I will – I'll record a quick video, um, you know, reapply my lipstick, record a quick video, and then I'll send it to my team and then it, everything else I will have nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great because it's your it's your voice, you retain it. And you're right, when people come and say, can you do my content for me? Well, if you get someone to write for you, people won't connect to you because it's not your voice. I mean, it takes a long time, I think, for a virtual assistant to get that. Or a copywriter, whoever you're working with, they have to yeah. – get your voice and if you've got that then fantastic if you've got to that point if they know you better than you know yourself that's brilliant but there's nothing worse than seeing content on LinkedIn and then you meet the person and you go ah you don't sound like the person on uh, like you were saying earlier Carmen uh there's a disconnect now I don't trust you so you want to see the person and you want to look like the person in the profile photo or close to oh you know you want a good day but not like all this AI at the moment that's been rolled out I've been having fun with um lens as I'm sure everybody has I've got, you know, I've got a lot of images. Um, and even even staff at LinkedIn are updating their profile photos with these images. And I just think, oh, it's it's a bit of a fine line because if people meet you, it's got to still look like you enough, you know, and your content needs to sound like you enough. But like I said, if it's sexied up and, you know, if you're bad at grammar or you're just, you know, you're you're really wordy or you're very academic in your content, then the VA might just chop it up into into shorter sentences so it's punchier, but retain your words. Yeah, you know, yeah, perhaps I, I do find getting a virtual assistant to edit copy it actually is a really mm. hard thing to do. So it is. Um, mm. So that's something. When someone comes with that, I'm I sort of talk to them about what the possibilities are. But how I see it, like you said, surely you can write something or you can do video, you're going to be good at one, you know, or the other, or mm. teach yourself to get better. And then your virtual assistant can can sexy that up. Um, so that's content. And I'm sure you'd find this as well, Joe. but if someone has been following me on social media or on LinkedIn for a while and then they book a sales call, it's like so much warmer than if they just yeah. like come off the street or offer a Facebook ad. Like it's a, it's a completely yeah. different conversation. Often they're telling me things that I say uh, I've said before that I can't even remember I've said it before. <laughs> like, oh, yes, Carmen, I know when the virtual assistant starts in the first week I have to start with one or two things. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like they've already heard almost everything I'm going to say to them. Yeah. So they're already – pre-sold into what you're selling them see you'd have to sell to them then because they, yeah. they already want what you're offering and if you do it right without being salesy um which kind of leads into our next topic topic as well which is the biggest part of linkedin people you know stuff up uh, but if you make your content um educational or edutaining that's what i aim for a bit of edutainment in between um yeah. inspiration you know that sort of stuff so that people get to know you get to know enough about your expertise get to know you per- on a personal level so they trust you yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful. And so the biggest thing people stuff up, networking. <laughs> Tell me about that. Now, that's probably the hardest thing to outsource now because you are your brand. And when you 
when you go to a physical networking event, you can't send a doppelganger to be you and network with people and actually expect to connect with them. So how can you expect to do that on LinkedIn? But you can do some of it if you do it really well. So if you think about how you network on LinkedIn, there are multiple parts. So first is building your network. So that searching, connecting, it's it's got to be a partnership with your VA though. So you want to work out, you know, like say say you you, you say to your VA, I want to grow my network by um, 500 people a week. Actually, that's too fast. You can only do 100 a week anyway. That's the recommended. So firstly, you want to go, well, who? Who are you focused on? So if I'm working with clients, I'll get them to articulate who the ideal clients are, you know, what industries, what locations, what roles, what types of organizations. And then you learn how to use search, which I teach in my programs. And this is why I love working with clients in a VA, because this is the bit they can do for them. And I'm always highlighting, you do this bit, your VA can do, they can do the research part and then the shortlist and then... You know, you you craft your intro, your, your message, rather than sending that bland, boring message or that salesy pitch that so many people send out, mm. which and the automated pitch, which shows you haven't read your profile. Yeah. Don't send a, a blanket message to everybody. Create if you if you're hyper specific in your searching, create a message to suit that search result, but then slow it down because if, as you look through this list, there might be someone you already know, maybe yeah. someone you saw at a networking event two weeks ago, and if you don't acknowledge that, it no, they'll know. They'll know it's automated um, or systemized. So you know, this is where you might go through. You know, your VA will do the shortlist. You might have a look at it and go, these people send that message. And then, you know, these people maybe send them this message. Yeah. Just so, you know, so it's a bit more personal. Um, and do that for each industry. So get super hyper-specific, learn how to use search. Uh, and then there's ways to manage those lists so that your VA, uh, say, say you've got a search list, so you're looking for financial planners um, in... I don't know, in IT, in Melbourne, for instance. Yeah. I don't know why you're doing that, but maybe you are. Here's the short list. Here's the URL. And then they can go through that list and you know methodically go through and send the connection requests in a way that's not going to trigger LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these automation tools do this for you, and I don't recommend them because they all breach LinkedIn's user agreement because when you automate connection um, and that, that whole process, profile viewing, recommending, um, you know, endorsing, all that. LinkedIn are, on to, are watching this kind of activity and it gets yeah. you blacklisted. So this is the, this is the bit I wouldn't do. Um, but if, you, if your VA is doing it for you in a way that's a, a slower, and it might be a daily task. They might be looking at, say, 20, 30 people a day and, you know, yes. um, or even less. Or, or maybe it's that, you know, a few times a week because not everybody's going to accept too. And the more specific you are, the better, because if you get too many people outstanding not accepting, that's bad for you in terms of the algorithm. And also people might then go, don't know this person, which is really bad for you. Mm. So you want to make it relevant. So you've got that process and then you've got once people connect. So you, what do you do then? And then have a process around that. These type of people is this message. So having a whole, you know, a whole system of messages, you know, so if this, then that, if this, then that, you know, like a, a flow chart to so map all that out, uh, craft your messages. Now, you, if you're thinking, oh, I don't want to write all these messages, you could speak these messages once again, transcribe them, so they're sent out. You could even get a bit more personal. You might do a video message, so you might speak to camera, and your VA is going to maybe edit that, make it look, you know, nice, put it somewhere, and then that video could be linked in the in the in the intro message. Mm. Or you might do that after they've accepted your connection request. You might even upload that short video, like a thirty second video or less, uh, in the message itself. Yeah. So there's a lot you can do. Now, one thing that you can't automate, um, well, yet, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a workaround uh, that, that works really well for networking is, is audio messages, hmm. which is done on a mobile phone. 
so you you know you you could this is where you could get clever and i'm, I'm sharing this and I, this is I'm not sure i'd do it myself but i'm just thinking about how you could do it so you record an audio message saying hi great to connect with you um you know because when you're speaking you can be a bit more salesy and a bit more yeah direct in a fun way so you could do an audio message your, your vo's got it got it um maybe they log into your linkedin account on their phone yes. and then they can add that message somehow i don't know i mean it's a bit that's the way around this um this feature but whether i'd recommend doing that or not I'm not sure but you could you, you know, there are there are some ways around things but it's about being personal because your va is sort of starting the conversation like starting starting the connection for you but then when they respond to you, this is your opportunity now to make it make an impression. So I would take the time to do it yourself personally, you know, reach out to them. And that's where the, the voice message comes in easy because then rather than writing a whole message that could be somebody else, um, actually say something. It takes two seconds to on your phone, hit record. Hi, Carmen. Great. Thanks for connecting. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more about blah, blah, blah. Um, or mention something about them. It's, it just um, is es- well amplifies and escalates the, um, the, the that sort of relationship building because yeah. you, you can't not be you. Does that yeah, makes exactly. sense. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I I follow a similar process. Obviously, the connection and the first message is all done by the virtual assistant. Depending on the response, occasionally mm. um, my virtual assistants will send me uh, a message going, "Hey, Carmen, I think you might want to respond to this one." Yeah. Um, and then if someone says, hey, um, I'd love to explore a virtual assistant, then my virtual assistants respond as them in my profile. So they'll go, oh, hi, Joe. Um, that's, you know, great. Let, I'd love to help you. Hi, you know, it's uh, Janelle. I thought you'd appreciate a quicker response than, than if Carmen responded. So I'm going to respond, um, you know, let's organise a time for you to have a chat with Carmen. Because sometimes yeah. I get asked about that. It's like when when is the virtual assistant them and when is the virtual assistant me? And I think it depends on your your mm. appetite for that. But for me, it's when someone's actually interested in organising a time, then mm. they just, you know, say that they're them. Um, and, you know, you, you might get them identifying themselves as a virtual assistant or an executive assistant or anything, any title you want. Um, but, yeah, that's how we do that part. That's an interesting one because, and that's something, it's, it's on, like I said, personal opinion uh, as yeah. to how you do it. Because if your VA is using your account on your behalf anyway, they're pretending to be you essentially. Mm-hmm. But they're, they, well, but they're, they're using your words and your process you've designed together. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I see people go straight into that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll re- respond as a VA straight away, which can be off-putting if it's, if it's at the wrong time. Because yes. you go, hang on a minute. It's like I've got to the gatekeeper now. It's like I've rang your receptionist. Uh, or you know your EA and I can't talk to you now whereas because so, you want to talk to that person but if it's that point like in your business that, that makes sense because they're looking for help and you could say great I'm really I mean as you you, yeah. you could say fantastic I'll, I'll um yeah I'll put you in touch with my person who can book all that in I mean you could say that or they could just jump jump ahead and kind of say I'm the person I'm you know yeah. I'm working with Carmen and this is what we do next so it, it's coming up with the process that's right for you yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah, and and I think um, obviously you support people with those processes as as well uh, because they can become a little bit convoluted. And what I find is that they develop over time. So you just have to start mm. somewhere, and then you build yeah. from there. Absolutely, and it's it's not overcomplicating it too because you you can go into this super complicated process, whereas when it don't doesn't need to be. 
Mm. Uh, and, and like I said, it's working out what you need to do because you do need to be there when you're networking. And this is all, pri- we're talking private messaging here. The other part of networking is engagement in the feed publicly. Um, some of that can be done by VA. I mean, I, I, I don't do that myself. It's, that's probably something I would, I would never outsource because, because of what I do. Um, but a virtual assistant might be looking, they might be looking for opportunities for you to engage. So they might be just looking and going, sharing you the links. These are, you know, five conversations you need to be in. And then that's that's a great use of time. Or you might empower them to do it for you, but that's that takes a level of them understanding your relationship with that person. Um, you know, you have to have systems on the back end, language you're going to use, but you can script things or they can yeah. get yeah. get or, used to or, what you would say. Or the intermediate, these are five um, conversations I suggest you be part of. These are the drafts I've created for you. And you say, yes, yes, we'll edit that one. No, don't go with that one. Yeah, um, so it's having a yeah. having that approval process, and I guess over time, as as a as just like a executive with their assistant, over time they know everything about their their boss, yes. uh, and your VA could could get to that point, but it's not something they could do instantly. Yeah, yeah, it builds yeah. over time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, awesome. So we've covered branding and setup, content and networking. So, um, you know if. For the people out there who are thinking, oh, yeah, I'm sort of playing on LinkedIn, I know it's important, you know, but I'm not really doing it. What words of wisdom do you have for them? Well, just just sort of taking stock of, of you know, well, and doing your research, like go um, and do some Googling on yourself or get someone else to do it for you. Uh, if you're going to Google yourself, go into incognito mode or private mode, depending on what browser you're using, and do a search on your name, your business name, and then your keywords that you want to be known for. You know, for me, I'm oft, I do a search often, LinkedIn training, LinkedIn expert, LinkedIn consultant, LinkedIn mentor, whatever the things I want to be known for. And I know that because of what people say to me. When they contact me, I'll ask them, what were you searching for? Or what language they use, I know then that that's going to resonate with them. So always be aware of what people are looking for. Search and then see, does your footprint show up? Um, get my LinkedIn profile blueprint. Use that as a, as a sort of checklist to make sure your profile is set up. Um, and if you've got a virtual assistant already and they're doing a bit of LinkedIn and maybe they're doing some of the things that we've just highlighted not to do, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, feel free to speak to me. Cause I, like I said, when I, I love working with clients who've got VAs cause it, it's that partnership because mm. I know that it's going to get done if you've got a virtual assistant because people often, well, I won't say drop the ball, but they have good intentions and then they get busy and LinkedIn gets dropped because they don't need the business. Like a, a client I've been working with recently, um, they all their business is word of mouth. They've been really busy, but they've just realised that word of mouth can can drop off. And yeah. then you know you need to always be ready for when that that next client's not there anymore. Particularly if it's a large, you know, imagine you know you get a you get a few sixty thousand dollar contracts and mm-hmm. lost two of them. You know you need to cons- you know be ready for the next ones, which is why having your profile up to date, having some content out there, and I'm not talking you know posting five times a day. I mean once or twice a week initially high quality content is better than nothing Um, and then networking so you know building your network responding to incoming connection requests that's the other thing we haven't talked about Um, and then showing up with the people and having a I call a you know think about um, triple j do the hottest 100 um, every year who's your hottest 100 ideal clients and what are you going to do with them how are you going to how are you going to stay in touch so they know you exist and that's the sort of stuff your va can be trained to do Awesome. And so, Joe, if someone does want their, their profile um, set up information that you spoke about or want, want, wants to connect with you and stalk you and see what you're doing or get your support with things, what's the best way for people to do that? 
Well, LinkedIn, you'll find me there. Jo, uh, just look for Joe Saunders. I'm pretty um, pretty um, easy to find. I'll just Google Joe Saunders. You'll find me there as well. Um, yeah, and I've got all, all the you know all my information on my profile. You know, if you need some help. Um, yeah, but I'll awesome. I'll share a link to my uh, profile blueprint. Um, to get you started and it might even be um, useful for a virtual assistant as, as a nice way to like imagine if, if uh, your client wasn't doing LinkedIn very well and as a virtual assistant you got proactive and just reviewed your client's profile and gave them some tips on what they could be doing better yeah. you know nice That's way to add some add some value yeah love it and so Joe, uh, thank you so much for joining today you a wealth of knowledge about LinkedIn I love your passion you're keeping up to date you're adaptable and you know, I just love your energy on all your content and it's been amazing. Do you have any final words to share with everyone? Final words? Oh, something deep and meaningful here. Um, I, I'm going to quote Oscar Wilde um, <laughs> just because, uh, you know, be yourself because everybody else is taken. Don't try and copy people. Don't try and be them. Just be yourself because people connect to you. And like I said, if it's a virtual assistant, or, or you're a virtual assistant, help your client be themselves, get out of your way. If you think you crap on video, you think you look horrible in photos, I come across this all the time, just stop it, <laughs> get out of your way because people want to know you. And if you're not there, you're not you're not serving them to your full, you know, full value. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Joe. No problems.